Listening to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with Microsoft, the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Takeoff, Sezzle, and Silk. The OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is November 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the headlines making waves in the world of omnichannel retailing. Uh, Chris. Yeah, we've been off a couple weeks, Anne. We've been off a couple weeks, but we are back. And if you'll notice. New duds. We've got some, if you're watching. Yes, if you're watching, yes. If you're listening, you have no idea what we're talking about. We're back to black. Back in black, yep. Back in black. So many things. Uh, Black hoodie is the new orange hoodie. Is it for me? I don't know. Although it's not really a hoodie. It's more of a half zip, I think, is what I've got. But yeah, who's it from, Ann? So we are wearing these. Actually, they're very soft. They're very and soft. Supple. Bamboo-ish. This is like a great, it's, it is 100% bamboo. Yeah. We are wearing uh, these beautiful shirts that were given to us by Cozy Earth. So if yeah. you are looking for a gift for your loved, you just want to surprise yeah. Mrs. OmniTalk and be like, hey, I appreciate Uh-oh, precedent you. has been set, Ann. Precedent I, has I been set. Careful, careful. Danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Uh yeah, but Cozy Earth, man. Yeah, thanks for the... T- these are sweet. I know. I like I, them. I, I will... I like it. it feels nice. I know. I just feel like I'm wrapped in I like... I feel like a baby again. Sweet softness. Like I'm swaddled, Ann. Swaddled. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, Ann, you know what else I'm excited for? What? I'm, I was reading LinkedIn this morning, and I came across Ben Miller's post where he had just toured Tesco's new store oh, yes. with Trigo. Yeah. And that thing looks pretty sweet. And it got me all excited for Shop Talk Europe again. Like oh going God, on the I road know. in Europe. I, I can't know. wait for that. I know. It's coming up sooner. It's earlier this year in May. So we are going to have to plan yes. all of our tours that we're going to be hitting yes. while we are in Europe. Yeah, and it's not in London either. It's in Barcelona as well, oh which, you know, is pretty awesome. So, but, yeah, we got to figure out how to get to London, see, te- see Trigo's new installation with Tesco. They're going to yeah. open two more, too. Yes. That was the big news this week. I know we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show. So, you know, just want to hit it again, but kudos to those guys for doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, Ben's. You should check out Ben's post too, because what is most interesting about that one? You just yeah. you walk right in, and then the scan part is happening at the end, yeah. Hybrid which is store. a new a new way of doing things for um. Well, really, from what we've seen, most places. So. Yeah, we've seen Trigo do a few other hybrid stores, but first one with Tesco, right? So yeah, so it's cool. Um. All right, Ann, should we get to the headlines? Let's do it. All right. Today's Fast Five headlines are brought to you with the help and support of Manifest. Where can you get unprecedented access to the people and technologies changing the way the world moves? At Manifest, of course. You can expect thought leadership, networking, and also Nelly. Yes, that is right. On the last <laughs> night of the show, Nelly will be there. The conference runs from January 31st to February 2nd. Prices went up for everyone last week, Ooh. but not for loyal OmniTalk fans because you can still save $200 on your registration by heading to Manifest slash OmniTalk. That's M-A-N-I-F-E dot S-T slash OmniTalk. All right, Ann. Let's do it. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on Walmart opening up small business pop-up shops. Amazon Music expanding its prime benefits. Mm -hmm. Abercrombie and Fitch adding a whole host of new pickup locations for frat guys everywhere. Hey. (laughs) I just love to say that. I saw some Abercrombie stuff. Frat girls as well. Uh, Workers at the New York City Starbucks and Amazon Go Combo Store filing a petition to unionize. 
But first, we take off today with big news out of Aldi. And All right. That's right, Chris. Aldi plans to roll out a new online grocery platform very soon that will offer pickup and delivery service in as little as an hour across the U.S. So according to Grocery Dive, the platform is a result of a joint partnership between Aldi and Spryker. Spryker. I feel like we're, you know, we're both wearing know, right? black it's today. It's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, like... <laughs> the Sprockets, right? The Sprockets. That's the Sprockets. Right? Um, you probably just offended like 500,000 people. I know. People, I, know oh well. I know. But so Aldi and Spryker, a German e-commerce technology company. So Aldi's own employees will fulfill click and collect orders that come through the new service, while Instacart workers will still, for the time being, be handling delivery orders uh, that are placed on the platform. So Spryker CEO Boris Lakshin said in an email response to questions sent by Grocery Dive, it should also be noted that Aldi has for years outsourced all of its online yes, grocery services to Instacart from inbound order handling to fulfillment, regardless of the fulfillment channel shoppers choose. So, Chris, I want to know, what does this headline signal to you about Aldi making their own way? Yeah. Going their own way. Going Chris. their own way. I can go, go my own, own way. way. This nice, is going to become nice. very, great. It's gonna become very relevant at the later. Same time. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, we're yeah. so on the same page today. All right, well, it signals to me a hell of a lot. It signals to me, number one, that Aldi gets the punchline to the joke. That's right. first and, you know, the biggest point here is that, it, and it's smart for Aldi to try to wean itself off of Instacart. Mm -hmm. It gives Aldi a number of things. It gives Aldi control over its first-party data. Yep. It allows them to probably handle in-store pickup more profitably in the long run than instead of relying on Instacart to do that. Totally. And my favorite part, it ends up relegating Instacart to the status of a white-label service provider for <laughs> in-store picking and delivery, Yes. which for Instacart is still a very tenuous proposition because there's a lot of people can, that can do that. There's nothing that differentiates one service from the other in that totally. regard. So my only question now, the last point I would have is, does Instacart's valuation go down again after this announcement, after we just heard it did last week? It has to, right? I, I mean, if people are paying close enough attention, Chris, it absolutely has to. Will it? I don't know. I don't know that this is like a big enough warning sign for for people who are not like intimately paying attention to what's yeah. going on here. Um, I I think that what sends off, sets out the warning bells for me, Chris, about this is that Aldi made this claim that they're mo they're moving in this direction to save their customers more money. So right. like you said, like right. if it's not financially feasible to have Instacart in there doing all of your picking to be doing all the process, it does bring it down to just delivery. And then you're just bidding it out at that right. point in time. And it's a race to the right. bottom. Like right. Instacart, what, right. what is it that you're providing? Right. I think we're going to see a lot of other retailers yep. following all these footsteps. And I think the other point here, too, is when you consider store labor. So all these store labor is picking and packing the groceries now. We also have seen Aldi do tests with the checkout free stores, also in London, yep. like we talked about yep. with Tesco and Trigo. And if that moves in that continues to move in that direction, which I assume that it will. Yeah, for like, sure. Ten years out. Now yeah. you have these resources that yep, are available moving from cashier yep. checkout to, you know, being able to pick, pack, maybe even deliver. Like you yeah, don't know. Yeah, like, you don't know. There's so much more opportunity, so I think it's really important for everyone to be paying attention to Aldi going in this direction, and then who else follows after this. Yeah, that's that's a great point. You know, if you start looking ten to fifteen years out, that will likely happen, and it's a shift in the labor force to do that. It's a great point. The other last thing I would say is it just brings up the brings to mind again that Instacart's probably going to get acquired here at some point. You know, I've always thought Walmart would be the perfect suitor for it, but yeah. it's going to be on the cheap too. I think ultimately, but we'll see what happens. All right, let's keep rolling. Yes. Headline number two, according to Chain Store Age, Walmart is partnering with Poppable 
a pop-up shop marketplace platform that connects brands and physical spaces for short-term retail leasing. I guess that's the latest company trying to do that in this game. We've talked about this for a long time. Under the terms of the deal, small businesses will be able to rent retail space in designated Walmart stores across the country for short-term leasing without being committed to a long-term lease. Brands and spaces can both list on Poppable's online website. Small businesses can then be paired with their local participating Walmart to connect and enter into an agreeable temporary leasing agreement ranging one month up to a year. The article also did not share how many Walmart stores plan to provide these experiences, referencing the always popular with Talk descriptor of, quote, some. And, <laughs> and you fought hard for this headline yesterday in our production meeting. So the fun fact on this one is that it also happens to be our put you on the spot question oh, this man. week. And I may or may not have had something to do with that. So here it is. This is fascinating and somewhat ironic move by Walmart, the A&M CRG team had to say, given their historical negative impact on small business. Yep. Is there a catch for small business retailers to utilize Walmart's short-term leasing option? And separately, what pop-up are you hoping shows up at your local Walmart for your holiday season visits? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, good question. This is a great question. I think it's important for them to call out, too, that historically Walmart has not been uh, a favorable retailer to come into small towns and, and what they have been right. able to do to small businesses. Right. But Although I, they're trying to change that for sure. Exactly. I liked this story, Chris. I was intrigued yeah. by this story because, for me, it signals that it's like foreshadowing. Like, will Walmart become the new mall for small towns? And are they able to do this? with this idea because it, it's not like pop-up it's not like walmart is doing is like bringing these brands in you can buy the stuff on walmart this is strictly a leasing deal this is like taking the empty optical shop that used to be at the front of the store i looked on poppable and looked at all the stores that they have available oh, did you? Cool. i mean it's like it's basically just taking whatever moved out and whatever has been blocked off and it's just opening that up to a local business so it's for like bigger business this isn't like small maker shops on the store floor pad then it's that was definitely my not definitely okay. not no this is that, like that's important to know it is yeah, important actually. to know yeah. so this okay. is like actually right. the you know where the where the yep. optical shop used to be where the minute clinic used to be like those are the spaces that mm -hmm. are available now i think that this this could be great if you have a small business or a retailer who knows how to merchandise that space, who right. knows how to like go in and get like, yeah. you know, get this set up so that it looks good. Otherwise it could look not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things, one of the things that um, they are advertising on the poppable sh uh, site is that um, they're able to not only guarantee businesses consistent foot traffic, which is true, like well, you yeah, have a lot of exposure, so. yeah. but they also talk about uh, the fact that they're able to provide uh, free advertising and brand visibility. So I don't know what that that's another thing that isn't outlined in the details of these leasing terms. But I think all in all, it's I, I like the idea that Walmart's bringing somebody in here, that they're leasing space that's not being used in the Walmart. Hmm. I just think it's going to have to be very carefully done and hmm. tested um, so that it doesn't look like what my favorite, one of my favorite hmm. lines recently this week, I met with Matt Steensland of the Bernard Group. He oh, calls yeah? it the retail mullet. The retail mullet, where, <laughs> where you have these stores, these retailers are doing these stores and they've got like, all party in the front and then it's just business as usual in the back. The reverse retail mullet, the I guess. The reverse retail mullet. Yeah, right, But right. like there's these these right. disjointed experiences right. where it's like, boom, we have this pop-up and then in the back it's just like, and these are some towels yeah. and solo right. cups. So, and that, so not that you like this. 
I do. You think don't think there's any risk for the small businesses as they're going into no, this? No, I do think that there's risk. I, I said so at the A&M's beginning, question. like okay. I think that there's risk if you're a small business that's not prepared for the traffic. Mm-hmm. You're not prepared with advertising that to maximize the efforts of this concept. And then if you're not prepared to be able to merchandise a store that's going to look and feel like it belongs in this space inside of Walmart. Okay. I mean, my take real quick is, um, and the point that you brought up about it not being maker shops like on the floor pad, I think is really important because yeah. I hate that idea. Like I hate that idea with a passion yeah. because that's so hard for small businesses. Then they have to staff it. And then the questions come like who handles the returns when they come back to the store there, you know, those are going to end up at Walmart's return desk ultimately. Yep. And, you know, so that's a big question too, but it sounds like here you get away from the, you know, the point of sale issues, the return issues. Cause these are like standalone shops, most likely in Walmart. But I think the important thing to me is it signals Walmart may be kind of desperate to rent these spaces out. If oh, this is the sure. model they're going with. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you're ready for Walmart when you're ready for Walmart, you know, that there's a reason small businesses aren't in Walmart, Target's, mm-hmm. whatever other entities you want. I mean, even the local malls, there aren't that many even in the local malls. Right. And so the local malls have probably been looking at this too. So, so I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I think the sum is the big tell here too, where it's very, uh, Difficult to understand how many stores are actually going to even have this there in play. There was quite a few, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, definitely regional. Like, lots of stores in Texas. Yeah. Lots of stores in, like, um, the the Illinois, Indiana area. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's it's definitely pockets. It's not every single store. Yeah, and then a lot of, I mean, I, I, yeah. But anyway, like, you, as you start thinking about all the Walmarts across the country, like, I think this is a hard play to make work. It's probably going to be more effort than it's worth at the end of the day. But who knows? It's cool to see them trying it. I'll give them kudos for the experimentation with it. It seems like pretty low risk to experiment with. All yeah. right, let's keep rolling. All right, headline number three. According to an Amazon press release, Amazon Music has expanded its offering for Prime members, bringing them a full catalog of 100 million songs and the most top podcasts available ad-free at no additional cost to their Prime membership. Um, let's see. Chris, what, what do you have to say about this? This is a pretty big announcement. Yeah, it's baller, Ann. Yeah. It's total baller. I mean- First off, it's huge value against Spotify. I asked you yesterday, like, what's the va- what is this equivalent in Spotify? Yeah, I mean, you're paying seventeen to twenty dollars a month. I mean, that's on nuts. Your- yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. And I just get that because I'm an Amazon Prime member, right? That, so the other point it brings out to me is actually that it shows you the different approach Amazon generally takes with its Amazon Prime membership, which is which is which for it for Amazon, it's about pressing the value over price equation. You know, mm-hmm. the old numerator over the denominator equation of value over price. And that also, the net benefit of that is it also allows you to take the price of your Prime membership up over time too, mm-hmm. very easily with your customers. Because if you think about it, Prime is now, I looked this up yesterday, Prime is now $139. It wasn't that long ago, it was $99. Yep. And none of us sneezed at it. Mm-hmm. But then you look at that in comparison to Walmart's announcement this week of doing Crazy Larry half price Walmart plus discounts for two days for like 50 bucks. Right. That's a whole different territory here, mm-hmm. and that's what Walmart is now set the precedent to do, which I think is so dumb. Yeah, that and it, it just shows you that Amazon's playing the master is the master chess player in this whole thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I I would second all of the points that you made, Chris. I think the biggest thing here is the the ability for Amazon to continually increase the price of this as they're bringing more and more value under that umbrella of of the membership. And so I think we'll start to see I wouldn't be surprised if we start if we see, you know, in 2023 you jump another, you know, $25 a month or $30 a month because they they just continuously make the membership more valuable and worth the money. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not going to blink if now I can go and get I mean they have 
Taylor Swift's new album's right. on here. Like, Tay-tay. there's everything that you're like, there's got to yeah. be a catch here. Like, I'm not going to have, like, Taylor Swift. I'm not going to have, like, my favorite bands on these things. But I looked through yesterday, and it's like, yeah, I basically don't need Spotify anymore. Yeah, ad-free podcasts, which right. listen to OmniTalk on Amazon Music. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah. All right, headline number four. According to Chain Storage, Abercrombie & Fitch has added a bevy of new pickup locations to its arsenal. Now, frat guys and frat girls named, anybody that named everything from They just Bo, rebranded. Named everything from Bo to Brock. Those are my favorite frat guy names. Oh, God. Can order goods from Abercrombie Online and pick them up at over 12,000. 12,000 additional yeah. locations nationwide through an AF, NF's new partnership with Office Depot, FedEx, and Walgreens. And... As proud as I am of the Boda Brock line, do you think this is a smart move by a You really love that. I love Boda they Brock. They just rebranded and now it's about a- totally you, inclusive. You, first, hold on. Time out. You're the one that made me watch the Abercrombie video yes. and it was all about that. It was all yeah, about catering to frat guys totally. overtly. But this is part of the new strategy, Yeah, right. Chris. Fine, whatever. Um, yeah, I love this. I think it's really smart. I think, you do. though- that they need to take this a step further because if anybody's ever utilized an Office Depot pickup, a FedEx pickup, or a Walgreens pickup for right. package pickup, which has existed for a while, right? They still there still are some operational challenges, There's and you're something to be desired. Yeah, you still are putting a lot of pressure on a already pressured store staff to now you know be at this counter more often than they were. So this is where I think like people need to start looking at some of the locker solutions if they're really going to yeah. go into this, which I think we well, should. I think point. we should see more retailers mm-hmm. that are offering more pickup points for their product. Like it just makes sense, but the logistics on the like pickup side really need to be considered. So whether it's, you know, doing Luxor One lockers or yeah. like the Cleveron super fast pickup locker that they had at Zara, like this is a means for those kinds of things to start to be tested. Um, so that you're not burdening those teams at the Office Depot, um, FedEx, and and Walgreens. But I love it. I think there's a lot of scale here, and I think we'll see more retailers doing it. Yeah, I never thought about it, but that type of automation definitely makes sense at a, like a high volume like, oh, location God. for FedEx or something like that. But yeah, yeah it's a great point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm the same way. I like it. I mean, I think it's hard to argue against any moves in today's day and age of retail that make your brand more convenient for your customers. Exactly. I mean, that seems like just a universal truth of something mm-hmm. you should be going after. Yeah. So net net, it's great. But plus, I think the other important point here is it comes on the heels of many other announcements from ANF that have come on. You know, I slagged them off for being, you know, the frat boy retailer, but they've made some good moves here recently. Like, for example, they have delivery solutions yep. working for same day to pit everyone out against, you know, white label for same day delivery, like you just talked about in the opening story. Mm-hmm. And then also, don't forget, they had that new share to pay feature. That enables people oh, to share. Yeah, that yeah, enables people to share their cart to yep. parents or whomever grandparents to pay for it. Um, so I think you know that that makes sense. And so in this case, you've got you know you think about young kids in dorms, apartments, being able to like to have things packed and picked up at their nearest Walgreens. I mean, or at a location that's convenient to them when they're probably not. It's probably not that easy for them to get packages in their dorms. Yeah, which I mean, isn't. Walgreens is on the corner of Happy and Healthy, as Aiden from Sex and the City says all the time if you have a Spotify membership that does not include ad-free. Wow, so a movie reference everywhere. I didn't know, Anne. That's very good. Oh, it's a show. It's yeah, a series. Yeah, no show, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. prop culture reference I didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it just makes a ton of sense. Um, okay, well, let us continue, Chris. We have so much more to talk about. Good pace today to this show, I know, everyone. I know. All right, so headline number five, Chris. According to CNBC, workers at the Starbucks and Amazon Go store, so just that Amazon Go Starbucks combo store, 
in Midtown Manhattan filed a petition for a union election on Friday. The store, which is located next to Port Authority and on the ground floor of the New York Times building, generates high volume, but also has very high employee turnover, according to Starbucks Workers United. In addition to traditional barista tasks, the Starbucks employees also have to help customers navigate the Amazon Go technology without any additional pay, the union said. And some workers told the union that they were involuntarily transferred to the store as the company scrambled for baristas to staff the location. So. Chris, uh, we've been to one of these Amazon Go Starbucks hybrid stores in New York. Um, what are your thoughts about this move? Yeah, I think this is a really fascinating story. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple angles to this, too. Yeah, I love this. I love that we're closing the show with this, too. I think one, of course, is the story about the unions. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize this, too, Ann, but did you know that over 250 Starbucks stores at this point have voted in favor of unionization, wow. according to the CNBC article where you just read this headline from? Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like it's been that many. And that's happened fast. So that means a lot of them are happening under the radar screen now. Yeah. I mean, even we feel like in the news, it's been a couple per week or something you hear about. But yeah, yeah but that's that, that I hope everyone's quickly. listening. That's a big number, mm-hmm. like much bigger than I thought. And we yeah. follow this pretty closely. But the other important point to me, which getting away from the labor unions on this, it, which I think is interesting, is we saw this store in New York last, last NRF. We went mm-hmm. to check it out. And you know, our takeaway was that the store could have been so much cooler that generally speaking, yeah. it la- lacked imagination. It looked like the two concepts were just pushed together. The Starbucks pickup only concept with an Amazon ghost store. Yep. And it's and I think it's important because it speaks to the continuing difficulties that I think Amazon particularly is going to have in creating exciting retail in which humans are asked to do more than just pull boxes off shelf or right. deliver packages to doorsteps. Mm-hmm. And the other point I'd make is if this vote goes through, the thing that makes me really sad about it yeah. is that this concept had so much promise, mm-hmm. ultimately. And if it goes through, I think this concept is probably dead yeah. going forward. And so that's just, it speaks to me that Amazon, I hope if you're listening, you've got to focus on the human design elements of your staff yeah. and how they serve as customers in a way that's much more, much different probably than you've ever had to before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I can't say I'm surprised to hear that, to see this happening. Um, this was a big miss on Starbucks and Amazon's yeah. behalf. Like, sometimes you you don't you don't understand the impact this is going to have until you test these things. Right. But Amazon has so many just walk out technology stores. Like, you know that whether it's Amazon, whether it's Trigo, Grabango, Zippin, we saw in the in Dallas Fort Worth last week, but. There's still some friction on the entrance to yeah, these stores. Right. Like you still have to staff and explain right. to people, and you will probably for, uh, for you a know long the, time. the why a while yeah. now until people are comfortable doing this. So the fact that they didn't like put that into the training or assessment of you know where they're going to apply resources in terms of staffing really surprises me. Um, I think that what we're going to also see as a result of this which I'm not terribly upset about is the continued automation on the Starbucks side of things. Yeah. If they do, like if, if, if Amazon and Starbucks can figure out how to make this keep going, it's like, again, how do you figure out how to continue automation on coffee prep and making, and then apply resources to the handoff experience that we've seen so well executed in the pickup only stores for Starbucks. And then that, that journey making or like creating for the people yeah. that are coming inside the Amazon Go store. Cause the concept is smart. It's just, 
how it's being executed. Yeah, right. And yeah, I mean, you're a great point too. Like it, all roads lead down the same path, which is probably less employees in the store over the long run and more automated tasks, decide, regardless of whether these these experiences are combined or not. Yeah. Whether you look at Starbucks, whether you look at Amazon, or you look at some new iteration of a coffee shop and a just walk out experience over time, that's going to happen. Right, right. All right, Chris. Let's get to the lightning round. Let's do it. Um, Taylor Swift's Midnights has already sold one million albums in the U.S. in its in just its first six days, and it's been more than that. So it's probably more than that yeah, at this right. point. But Midnight's also has the third most streams in a single week by an album ever, falling behind uh, Drake's Scorpion album, which was number one. Are you Team Taylor, Chris, or Team Drake? You know, I don't think this will come as a surprise to you, Anne, especially, but probably anyone that's followed our show closely. I couldn't name a Drake song no if my way. life depended on it. A hundred, I can't. You used to I, call me on my cell phone. I, I can feel that hotline bling. Nope. You know that song. No, I don't actually. I that song is not what you're. What you just sang of that song is not enough to give me recall. I don't know why. I mean, Drake I didn't sing up, it well. But. Drake doesn't end up on my like playlist. Like the what? hits on like satellite radio doesn't come on. I don't know why, but. Yeah, but anyway, all right. I stumbled across a new. This is great, Anne. I stumbled across a new website called Yacht or Nyacht, which is a collection of songs rated on y- a Yaksky scale. I think it's pronounced Yacht or Not. No, it's Nyacht, like because you know it's N Y A C T. I see what they're all trying right, to do right. there. But it's a collection of songs rated on the Yaksky scale. Hard to say, which is a scientific measurement of musical yachtness created by the originators of the term yacht rock, aka four dudes named JD, Hunter, Steve, and Dave. Of course. And what is your favorite yacht rock song of all time? It was hard to pick because this is one of my favorite genres. Um, is it really? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh yeah, Hollow Notes is one of my favorite bands. Okay. I'm actually going to see the. The cover band Private Oats, which is um, in, in, playing in Minneapolis next week. Of you are. Um, so I'm going to have to say uh, Hollow Notes. Um, Hollow Notes, okay. Rich wow. Girl probably is my like one of my favorites. Um, okay. Closely followed by uh, Private Eyes, Man Eater, or Jesus, you got like and, seven, and then Brandy, which is not the not a Hollow Notes song, but you know. They say, Brandy, you're a fine So Christopher girl. Cross doesn't even make your list. No. Oh, my God. Really? Sorry. That, who's Christopher Cross? What song am I thinking oh, of? Sailing. Oh, oh sailing. That makes me think words. about getting a root canal. Or, oh, really? Yeah, it definitely or, does. Like the wind or whatever that song is. You know, Ride Like the Wind. You remember that song? Christopher Cross was huge in the 80s. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I get that All now, right. but I'm just like, Holland no. Holland Oates, like, they, they light up that thing. I bet they're, yes, look it. Dude, the best Holland Oates song, for those watching and care about this as immensely as we do, the best Holland Oates song has a rating of 62 out of a possible 100. Uh-huh. So the, the makers of Yacht Rock, a.k.a. J.D., Hunter, Steve, and Dave, 100% <laughs> disagree with you. All right. Oh, my God, Chris. All right, Walmart brought back the cast members of The Office for their latest ad promoting their movement of Black Friday deals to every Monday in November. What is the most office space-related job you've ever had? Oh, great. This is so easy, Ann. That movie came out when I was working at The Gap, and I, I kid you not, we actually had TPS reports. What did the TPS stand for? It was like, uh, I think it was like total position stock or something like that, <laughs> something related to inventory <laughs> stock. I don't remember, but we had TPS reports, and so every day the running joke was like, hey, did you, can you give me your TPS report? You know, like, like put our best Lungberger Do you have Lungberg? Did you have yeah, Red Lundberg. Staplers at No, the we Gap? didn't have Red Staplers. No one Navy did. Blue? Those were made just for that movie. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. Walmart and Netflix have teamed up on exclusive product to be sold at over 2,400 stores. And what is one Netflix program you loved 
but maybe a little embarrassed oh to admit. There are many. Oh, but, oh God. I yeah. had trouble with this. I couldn't answer this one, actually. I think the most embarrassing one that I liked watching was um, Love is Blind, I think it was called oh, or something, God. where like they date in the two pods. <laughs> This was during the pandemic, so anything went at that point. Right, but like, right. you date somebody, but you can't see them until the very end, and then you get together, and people are like, "Oh my god, yeah. this is so crazy!" Um, yeah, I was really embarrassed that I watched yeah. that series like in a weekend. It was nonstop. Love is blind. It was very bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you too, actually. Yeah, I it is. Admit, yeah, but I can understand it. But it is kind of, it is kind of an embarrassing a- admission. You know, it seems like it's kind of like the what was that the dating game, new age dating game, kind of the way you're describing that back oh. in the day that Tom Selleck was on. And oh all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't see the person, and you. It's yeah, not, but that's not. This is like this goes. This they, like, show went on for, for while, like right? months. This yeah. is like the Bachelor without being that's able to see them. Yeah, love connection. Be yeah. back in two and yeah. two. Remember yeah. Chuck yeah. Woolery? Chuck Chuck oh, Woolery was God. a bomb, dude. You know that guy had game, total game. Yeah, he picked up the slack. Like yeah. whatever the other for two sure. contestants were, he's like, uh, sure. "Come on, yeah. come on, right. come back to old Chucky's place yeah. after this." Chucky's place. All right, and next week we got big announcement. Next week's podcast, at least as of right now, is coming coming live from the Lululemon store at Mall of America. Yes, it is. Barring any last minute changes but it's on the docket it's planned they know we're coming so if you happen to be at the mall of america or just want to stop in check us out broadcasting live please do so yeah we'll be putting that out on linkedin it'll be pretty exciting yeah who knows what we'll be wearing who knows what we'll be wearing yes yes. chris are you gonna put some i want to see you like in a full aligned bodysuit aligned body yeah i don't think that's gonna happen (laughs) because that's not good for anyone and um all right happy birthday today to anna wintour Kendall Jenner, and Ivan, I must break you, Drago, Mr. Dolph Lundgren. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-leaking newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And we try really hard to make it fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. That, and that review, by the way, it could just be sup. Sup. Sup, yeah. Ann and Chris. That would be great, actually. Sup. We'll probably get like 10 subs that we'll have Perfect. to read. But we'll That's read them fine. all at once. If but we it, yes, but it is important for you to leave that review, so please do it. Please do it. On behalf of all of us at Talk Retail, as always, be careful out there. The Talk Fast Five is a Microsoft-sponsored podcast. Microsoft Cloud for Retail connects your customers, your people, and your data across the shopper journey, delivering personalized experiences and operational excellence. And is also brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit Takeoff.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy-now-pay-later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest rate payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. And Silk. The Silk Cloud DB Virtualization Platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. Helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more.